James Hall, and welcome to Restoring Heroes, Real Biblical Manhood in a Counterfeit World. <laughs> oh, I am so excited. I am so excited to be with you on the day of today. Look, I got a special tweet. Tweet? No, a special treat for you on the day of today. I've been working with uh, Mike Price or Michael Price from Joshua's Outpost. If you don't know what that is, it's an online blog. It's an online website. It deals with men, encouraging men to be better men. Go check it out. But I've been working with him on this uh, Bible study. And what I'm going to show, I'm going to share with you today on the day of today is the book of James chapter one, me recording a Bible study. So I hope you enjoy, listen, take notes, and be encouraged, heroes. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. This is James Hall, and welcome to Joshua's Outpost Bible study in the book of James. Let's get into it as I grab my Bible. All right. So let's get into this. It says in the first part, the very first verse, it says he's writing, James is writing this letter to the tribes of dispersion, tribes of the dispersion or tribes in the dispersion. Now, what that is, if you look at um, Acts chapter eight verses three, one and three, you see that there was a persecution, a great persecution where those tribes had to go out everywhere in the nation to get away from the persecution that was so, so bad that they had to find different spots to go away from Saul and away from the persecutors of Christianity. Now, James is talking to these guys and he's telling them to count it all joy when they face temptations, when they face tests of various kinds, because that testing will bring forth endurance. Some translation says some translation says patience. Some translation says steadfastness. So it will bring about something great when you're able to go through and endure these tests. He said, call it, count it all joy. Some translations say, consider it all joy when you go against or go in or go through these trials of various kinds because they produce something in you. They produce endurance. They produce patience. They produce the things that make you mature so you won't be lacking in anything. Listen, listen, listen to what the Bible says. Count in all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, this word testing is very important because it's used in, Pro in Proverbs too. I, I want to tell you chapter 27. Uh, ver I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But it talks about how that 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 the the furnace was meant for silver no the crucible was meant for silver and the furnace was meant for gold but the man is tested by his by the praise 
of people. The man is tested. What well, means that same that same testing process that you do with silver, that you do with gold. The goldsmith or the silversmith will put the gold in there and heat it up, heat it up until the the it's called draw will come up, and you'll sl slag off the draw until and you'll keep on doing it, reheat it and slag off the draw until the gold and the silver are pure are pure and the way he knows is pure is that he can see his own reflection in the gold and in the silver so when when james is talking about this these trials what they produce is the glory of god in you they produce something great that god can look and see in your life him See, these things, the trials that we're going through, the trials that you're going to go through, the temptations that you're going to face are all to produce endurance, are all to produce something that so you can be mature and lacking nothing. And that, that, ver that phrase lacking nothing is not mean that you are perfect, but it's lacking nothing in, in accordance to your maturity in God lacking nothing you gonna be a full grown man a full grown man when you go through these temptations when you're able to endure through these temptations now the next couple of verses gets me and i love it i love it he said if any of you lack wisdom if you lack wisdom concerning these things if you lack wisdom or how to even apply the 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 things ask god and he will give it to you Ask God and he will give it to you. And he won't be slack on giving it to you. He'll give it to you liberally, liberally. He'll give it to you liberally. And don't think, don't think, just, just, just ask God, ask God in faith without doubting. Cause it says he will give it. He will, if any of you lack wisdom, he, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach let him ask in faith without doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven to and fro by the wind for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the lord he is a double-minded man and stable in all his ways He's a double-minded man, unstable on his ways. So that, that scripture is talking about you doubting, not that you're doubting to verify. Like, oh man, I doubt that. Let me see what it's talking about. It actually, the that double-mindedness, that doubting in that context is talking about like a spiritual schizophrenia. Like you believe, but you don't believe you, you, you believe God, but you don't believe God. You, you believe that he exists, but you don't believe he exists. It's that spiritual it's it's wavering between, between different worldviews and different points of view. He said, let that man not think he's going to get anything from God. Don't let him think he's going to get anything from God. Because like it says in Hebrews that you must believe that God exists. And he's a rewarder of things, those who diligently seek him. So these all, all these things connect. All these things connect. James starts off the whole thing saying that you should not be surprised by the trials. These trials will build you up strong. Then he says, if you have any doubt about that, any, any 
Um, if you like any wisdom about this thing, if you like any wisdom about this thing, pray to the Lord without doubting, knowing that he's willing to knowing that he's willing to answer your prayers and give it to you, give you exactly what you need without hesitation. And he said, if you're double minded about it, you can't think that you're going to get anything from the Lord. If you're not, if you if you're not stable in the fact that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and that God can answer and hear your prayers, don't think you'll get anything. You got spiritual schizophrenia. <laughs> I like that part. All right, so it says, "Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation, and the rich in his humility, because like the flowers of the grass, he will pass away." Like the flower of the grass, he will pass away. He says, don't, don't look, let the lowly, let the poor in spirit. The other translation says that the poor, um, the, in the Greek is talking about the poor in spirit rejoice in his exaltation and in, 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 in the fact that God will bring him up and, and exalt him. But let the rich man rejoice in his humiliation. Basically let him rejoice in being humble because they're, he's going to die anyway. They're all going to die. That's the same end. It's the same end for the, both the rich and the poor. It's all going to fade away. And in the other scriptures, you see that the sun comes out and it withers away. And, and all these things, all the riches, everything that people are grabbing for, everything that things are uh, you can gravitate, to, gravitate towards. I don't know why. I mean, gravitators, that's not even a word. Gravitate towards is a sense of it's a sense that the bible is saying it's going to all fade away it's going to all fade away and the way that you understand that is this it says so also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits and this this is the best part here we go blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trials for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. God has promised to those who love him. So who are the ones who love him? The ones who have endured the test. The ones who have endured are the ones who love God. You see that the ones who have endured are the ones who love God wholeheartedly, who knows, who can count it all joy. It all bleeds down, who ask God for wisdom and who can endure through the test of the, the ones that love God. And it says in the other scriptures, it says, let no one say when he is tempted, that I'm I'm being tempted by God for God cannot tempt be tempted with evil and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. Then when the desires have conceived gives forth or gives birth to sin. And Sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. So he says, like, 
And when you are tempted, when you are tempted, don't ever say, this is more of a command, don't ever say that it's God that's tempted me. No, 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 no. What God is saying is that came from you. No, 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 that, that came out of you, bro. That Now that's not me, that's you. Because every man, when they are tempted, are lured away and enticed by something within them by their own desires. There's something in you that wants this and wants that. There's something in you that lures you away to desire things other than what God is trying to get you to desire. There's something in you. That's you. That's you. And God is giving you a way out. Hey, God's telling you, no, don't go that way. Don't go that way. Endure the temptation, endure the test. Don't go in, don't follow after that lure. Cause temptation is just like, just like James was saying in the beginning, trials and testing are not, don't be taken unaware by those. Those are par for the course. They're for your building, upbuilding. Temptations are par for the course. Don't think it's strange. Don't think just because you are a Christian that all temptations are just gonna magically fade away. They're not. Don't think just because you're a Christian, you're gonna have a walk in the park relationship with Jesus Christ. That's not how this works. We have testings, we have temptations, and we must endure to the end. We must endure to the end because we love God, because he loves you. Let's keep on going. This is good to me. I don't know if it's good to you. Do not be deceived, my, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Don't be mistaken. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from God. And he, he, he has so much light, so much unapproachable light. There is no variance in him. He does not change. There's no secrets. There's no, no, no. He's not going to change with the shadows and change with the days. He is the same. He is the same. So let's, let's recap. He's talking to the people that's going through the most persecution in, in, in the time at this time, more than what we're going through, right? More than what we're going through. But he says, kind of all joy when these tests come because they are building something in you, building something in you. And he said, if you don't believe that, if you have trouble with that type of wisdom, ask God and he'll give you wisdom liberally so you can understand so you can understand this testing and how it helps you build endurance. He said, but if you don't, if you're double-minded, if you have spiritual schizophrenia, don't believe that you're getting anything from God. Okay. I like going back to the word. So then he says, look, you need to, the, the lowly in the heart, the lowliest spirit, the, the, the poor in spirit, boast and and be happy that you're going to be exalted and 
the, the proud or the rich be excited that you're going to be humbled because you're going to die. It's all going to end. It's all going to fade away. He's also said, look, if there's anything, don't, if you get tempted, don't say you're tempted by God. No, that came from you. That came from you. But the things that are good, those things that are lovely, those things that are of good report, all good gifts come from me. All good gifts come from God. And there's no variance. There's no shadows. There's no changing that. We live in the world, and I wanted to really jump into this. We live in the world where it is hard for us to bridle our reactions to things. You know what I mean? We we have we have social media, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have TikTok, we have all these things, things for us to react quickly, be quick to speak, be quick to comment, be quick to anger and rage and shut down culture and cancel culture. We have all these things we can be enraged about, uh, racism and sexism and phobias and all these things. We have all these things that can enrage us and get us to be quick to speak, be quick to react, to be quick to type, to be quick to get on our, ty our ty typewriters and keyboards, typewriters, Get on our keyboards and our computers and go typing and typing and typing and saying things to people that we will never say in front of their face. Our culture is training us to do opposite of what James is telling us to do. He says to be slow to speak and slow to anger. But the world is telling us, look, we need to be quick to speak and slow to listen. Don't listen to what the person says all the way. Listen to it. Read a couple words in that statement or whatever. No, no, no. Don't take the whole sermon. Take a clip from that sermon, right? And make your whole judgment of the whole sermon and that person based off one clip, a one soundbite of that sermon. That's what you should do. That's what the world is telling us to do. But James is saying in James chapter one, verse 19, to be slow to speak and quick to listen, quick to listen. There's a Hebrew word for listen. It's called the Shema or Shama. That means to listen and to do, but be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to anger. And the other verses say, therefore, because we're supposed to be doing that, put away all filthiness and rampant sin that's in your life and, and, and be implanted by the word of God with meekness. Be implanted by the word of God and let the, let the word of God be implanted in you because it has the power to save your very soul. Listen, listen to that power in that. Listen to the power in that. James is telling us that we should be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to anger, and, and have the word be implanted in us so, so we can have our souls saved from the filthiness and the rampant sin that is in our lives. And it says, it says in chapter uh, one, verse 22, it says, be 
doers, but be doers of the word and not only hearers or not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror for he looks at himself and goes away and once at and at once he forgets what he was like certain scriptures certain chapters say or certain translations say what manner of man he is he says if you're not doing what you're supposed to do with that word that's implanted that's implanted in you that it can save your soul you're not just supposed to hear it you're supposed to do something with it. That's the full translation of that word Shema, which means listen. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Shema, O Israel, listen. Listen and do. There was no word in the, I mean, going back to the Old Testament, there was no word in the Old Testament. It just means to hear and not do anything. The word Shema meant you heard the directions and you did the directions. Like the some certain scripture says, they went into this this place, or they suffered this because they did not hear, or they did not shema. It wasn't just audibly hearing, but it was hearing and doing. And James, being a Hebrew man that he is, being an Israel man, Israelite that he is, is saying that same context here. He says, but be ye a doer of the word and not just a hearer. It does nothing. It does nothing for us to hear the word. Go to a sermon. Go to a service. Go to a sermon. Listen on audiobooks. Listen to the Bible. Listen to sermons. Listen to community groups. Listen and read and, 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 and read Joshua's Outpost. And read and come to this Bible study. If you're not going to do anything with it, he says it's just like a man who looks himself in the face in a mirror, right? And gazes at himself and turns away and immediately forgets who he is and what he looked like. Immediately forgets what he looks like. What, what's the point of that? What's the point of wasting that time? And what he's saying, what James is saying is, if you're reading the word, if you're reading this book, if you're reading this word, but you're not applying it to your life, you're wasting time. You are wasting your time. If the implanted word that has the power to save your soul does not make your behavior change in the natural as well as your spirit change in the spiritual, you're wasting your time. This thing is not just a book of do's and don'ts. It's a book of the way you're supposed to, to carry yourself, the way you're supposed to love. And if you don't believe me, let's, let's go into the next couple of verses. It says, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, he deceives his heart. This person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and God the Father is this, to visit the orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep yourself unstained from the world. See, James give you an example. He says, if you just hear the word and not do it, 
then you're deceiving yourself. You're like a man who looks in the mirror and forgets, but he gives you an example of how this can work. He said, pure religion, this, if you want your religion to mean something, if you want this Christianity to mean something, you just can't hear what the Bible says. You just can't hear what the sermon says. You just can't hear it. You have to do something. And this is an example of what you can do. Visit the orphans. Visit the widows in their time of trouble. Visit them. Serve them. Go to missionary. Do that. Matter of fact, help somebody in your native in, in, in your native land. Help somebody in your city. Help somebody. Well, knock on your neighbor's door. Do that. Because that is pure religion. That is our religion being not just heard, but done. Not just being a hearer of the word, but doing what the Bible says. Love your neighbor as yourself. Helping your neighbor, helping the sick, visiting the sick in their affliction, and keeping yourself unstained from the world. See, James is talking about there's something that you have to do to keep yourself unstained from the world. And that is talking about turning or going back to the other verses, turning away from all filthiness and rampant sin. Turning away from that filthiness and rampant sin. And rapid wickedness. He wants you to turn away from that. So to keep yourself unstained from the world. Be in the world, but not of the world. Of the world. Of the same. You're not cut from the same cloth as the world. You are not darkness in darkness. You're not supposed to melt in. You're not supposed to blend in. And you're supposed to, you're supposed to be different. How are you different? Because you are not just hearing the world, hearing the word. Any person can hear the word, but you are putting it into application in your life. That's how this can work out. This is how you keep yourself unstained from the world. This is real religion. This is real religion. Christianity is being heard and walked out. The scriptures being heard, implanted in your heart and then walked out through your actions. This is what James is meaning. So don't think it's strange. Let's go back to the beginning of the chapter. Don't think it's strange when you go through tested trials because that's building something in you. That's building that endurance so you can be mature. So you can be mature. Sure. And don't think just because you get tempted that you're being tempted by God. No, that's powerful, of course, also. Because, because you're tempted by what's inside of you. Not what God is doing. You're tempted by what's inside of you. And it says in other verses, it says. It says, do not be deceived, brothers. About you being tempted and lured away by your own sin and enticed. Look, you know, the scripture is telling us that we have to be slow to speak, quick to listen and slow to anger because the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And we try that, don't we? We get mad at a tweet. We get mad at a Facebook post. We get mad at an Instagram post. And we go on and type it. We get mad at a Facebook video. And we go on and type it. Thinking that our anger of this situation is going to change and bring forth the righteousness of God. No, it's not. Do you want to really know how to be unstained from this world? You got to hear the word. 
listen to it, read it. What the what does this word say? Then you gotta do it. You have to do it. Do what the word is telling us to do. And this is the power. This is the the meat. And I only scratched the surface, the tip of this iceberg of what's really in James. And I hope that you join me for the rest of the chapters. Let us pray. Dear God, I thank you for this opportunity. And I pray for the ones that are listening that we are not just hearers of the word, but we're doers. That we are slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger. That we can show the world that we can be in the world and do what your Bible says, but not be of it. We could be unstained from this world. I thank you for your power, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, heroes, for taking the time to listen. Look, if you want the study notes, the questions, and things like that, so you can go through the study with the with the full understanding of James chapter 1, go to Joshua's Outpost, look at the resource tab, click it, and it should be a list of Bible studies. You'll see the videos, and you'll see the study guides for James. It comes in two parts, James, uh, the first part of James and the second part of James, and it's all chapter 1. But until next time, that's all I got to say for real. But until next time, heroes, be watchful. Stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong out there. Whoopah!